you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's Joel Lulovich here. And Lucy Dickens. We are talking school holidays today. It is the middle of November. And if you're anything like me with three kids at school, or perhaps one or two, or however many, you are starting to think about the fact that it is rapidly approaching the end of the school year. Kids have started to bring home all those things that have been hanging around in the classroom. So you're getting that extra clutter on the kitchen table. Um, and you're also starting to think about what you're going to do with your kids over the school holidays. So we thought we would share with you today some tips to help you prepare and hopefully we're bringing them to you early enough so that you can be ready for when school holidays hit. And if you're not like Joe with the children at school and instead you're like me with younger children and you might be thinking, oh shit, what am I going to do when my time comes? Because it all seems like an extra, it, well it is, isn't it? It's just extra things to juggle in terms of all the commitments that come with school drop off and pick up, kids being sick and after school activities and la 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 la. Mm. So we can learn from the experts to prepare <laughs> ourselves years in advance. That's right. You might be learning what not to do as well, which is always helpful, right? Very true. (laughs) So for some people, school holidays is a really welcome break. You know, they might be able to arrange their work life around school holidays and have quite a lot of chunk of time off during school holidays. I know some people are able to arrange their year like that. Kudos to all those employers who make it happen or business owners who make it happen. And for others, kind of like me, it's often a bit of a disaster. It's like, where are these kids going to be from day to day? (laughs) Who's going to be looking after them? And, you know, particularly the school holidays at the end of the year, like the ones we're rapidly approaching, that's, they're really quite a long period of time. You know, Mm. we're looking at seven weeks or so with Christmas thrown in the middle. And when you consider that most people who work only get four weeks worth of annual leave, the maths just doesn't add up. I mean, then that's even considering that you want to take all your annual leave over the school holidays that are the end of the year, because there are plenty of other school holidays throughout the year. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose you could say to your partner, well, you've got four weeks and I've got four weeks. So that covers eight weeks, but hello for having a holiday together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, here is our seven tips to help you prepare for the school holidays. Because Joe likes number seven, if anyone hasn't figured that out yet. I love the number seven and it's, it's just, you know, isn't it everybody's lucky number? No. <laughs> so first one, prepare, prepare, prepare again and again and again. So I always try at least two weeks before the school holidays start. So as I said, we're giving you plenty of warning. It's, it's definitely at least, well, it's what about three or four weeks before school holidays are due to start, depending on what school your kids are at. So I say get a big calendar and start plotting out the important things. So just a school holidays calendar. You might have the kid activities that they are definitely going to go to. You might have some definite scheduled days off. There might be some trips you're going to be making, whether it's a family holiday or just a couple of days away. And I like to get the kids involved too. So depending on how old they are, you can start asking them, you know, what do you want to do on your school holidays? Are there play dates that you want to have or something particular that you want to go to? Perhaps there's a movie coming out that they want to see. I really like that suggestion because I think if you get to the school holidays and then you're just taking it each day as it comes, although that's good to some extent because it's always nice to have days where there is nothing planned, but I think that you can end up not doing the big things or the things that people would like to do during the school holidays because, you know, each day rolls around and then before you know it, we're back to school. 
Yeah, and there's definitely a real importance for leaving those blank days so that you can do random things that occur or even just to make sure that you have days where you're at home. Let those kids get a little bit bored as well so that they're ready to go back to school. (laughs) My colleagues, I work with husband and wife and my boss and his wife, and they talk about, we talk about school holidays every time it rolls around and they take a different approach most school holidays and they have three school-age children, not necessarily intentionally they tried to learn from the last chunk of school holidays and work out what they're going to do differently next time around so they've had school holidays where they have planned things every single day and it's been great but it's been exhausting for them and for the kids and then they've had school holidays where they've said well last time it was too much so this time we're going to do nothing and it wasn't enough yeah. <laughs> so it's this constant struggle between how much do we plan how much do we not plan and it's yeah. probably not a right answer. No, there's not. And it's just about preparing based on, on you and based on the child that you have. Because Some mm. kids want less, some kids want more. But tip number two is to nominate the responsible adult. So it's all well and good to plan out the days, but it's not really that much fun if the night before you're sort of saying, oh, but who's going to be taking the children to that activity? And not just activities, who's going to be caring for the children that day especially yeah, if that's working. <laughs> <laughs> never mind the activities <laughs> for me you know being a business owner it's not possible for me to just kind of generally take two weeks or more out of the business without having any involvement in it at least occasionally without there being financial consequences obviously so I have to make sure that I can share the responsibility I know that's also the case for employed people. You've got, as we said earlier, only four weeks of annual leave a year unless you've purchased additional leave or have the option for unpaid leave. So it's really kind of looking at who is going to be caring for those kids. Is it you? Is it your partner? Is it family holiday program activities? Is it extended family? I mean, there are so many options. You might even look at another parent at the school swapping a day. I have a grand plan that I've mentioned to you before and you kind of laughed at me a little bit, <laughs> maybe maybe more than a little bit, but it's okay, we're friends, <laughs> which is that two of my sisters work as education assistants for special needs children. So they only work during school holidays. And so my other sister and I have this grand plan, so Joe's laughing now, that when our children are at school age, that the other two sisters can be responsible for caring for all of the kids during school holidays because they don't, they don't work during those times and we'll just have to make it up to them some other time. Sounds like you're encouraging your two sisters to go into business together to create a school holiday program school. They can do that. No yeah. I'm grateful for the cousins to hang out. That's my plan. You can all laugh at me <laughs> five years time when, when you tell me, yeah, I told you that wasn't going to work. I think there might need to be a financial incentive, but <laughs> we can worry about the finer details. Some other time. Mm, okay. <laughs> Number three, talk to your employer sounds really obvious but you know if you are employed you need to prep in you need to prep your employer if you want to have school holidays off you you need to ask for it and it might be that you don't need the whole school holidays off although like I said some people are lucky enough to get that whole thing organized which is great it might be that you need to negotiate with your whole team and say you know if there's lots of working parents maybe you're kind of sharing it out throughout the year and this one's especially important in the lead up to Christmas or Christmas holidays because everyone wants to have Christmas off whether they have children or not. So it yes. can often be a case of either first in best dressed or otherwise compromise as to who gets to take time off over Christmas. 
Yeah. And talk about flexible arrangements. I mean, Lucy and I are always going on about flexible arrangements and the same is to be said with school holidays. Maybe you just organize flex time during school holidays. So you start later or finish earlier or just take a couple of days off or work some days from home. Just think about some alternatives that you can do that still enable you to meet the care requirements or take the kids to some activities. Number four, take a break. Yeah. School holidays are pretty intense. You know, you during the year it feels really intense when you're rushing your kids to school and picking them up and taking them to after school activities. So sometimes I find that having the kids at home with me all day, every day for a number of days in a row, it can get really full on and you start to feel like all you're doing is doing for them. So at least when they're at school, you have that period of time when they're at school and you can take some time out, but school holidays, you don't get that. And look, and for some people, that's great. They love it. And they're they thrive on having their kids home with them on school holidays and they dread the end of school holidays. But I know that I personally need to budget some plan to take a time out for myself. And especially if you've not only got the kids home from school with you, but you're also not working if you've taken time off from work. That this, see, this is one I can relate to already without having school-aged children. I find it hard to be at home every day, like you say, for a long period of time without having something else to take my mind off off or to think about or just it's hard to entertain children it is. For long periods of time. So, it helps when they have a brother or sister so you'll be fine all right good <laughs> and you know the other way that I look at it is it's really important for me for my kids to have relationships with other important adults in their lives or older cousins or whatever it might be so I sort of look at it that way as well and say it's not just about me getting a break it's about them having time to establish those other relationships as well i.e auntie amy's school holiday care yes yes thank you auntie amy (laughs) and cousin lucy (laughs) do i have plans for you um So number five is prepare for the return to school early. Look, for me, there's nothing worse than getting ready to go back to school the day before and going, oh my God, I didn't unpack these school bags at the end of the last term. And now there's, you know, I don't know, moldy food, a bit of squash banana, notes sent home from the school that you might've needed to attend to. Um, Sometimes there's a school jumper that hasn't been through the wash you know, it's just, it's not very nice. So I try to make sure that when a term ends, I'm straight into cleaning up and finishing off that term. So you really are all ready to start fresh by the time you're thinking about going back to school. I really like this tip. I think this sounds really sensible. It sounds like one that I would be all over because I like being organized, (laughs) but I don't think I necessarily would have thought of it. Mm. And what about buying, it's not necessarily school holiday prep, but you know how you get your book lists and you have to buy your stationery and things. Can you do that at the beginning or do you not get those until later on? So you'll be very impressed, Lucy, that a lot of that is just online now. So fancy technology. (laughs) So you'll you'll get your book list at the end of the year ready for next year, or it might come out at the beginning of the school year, depending on the school. Um, but usually you get it at the end of the year and then you just um, do it online and also making sure that uniforms are ready to go for the following year because kids grow really quickly. (laughs) Number six, make a checklist and check it twice. Not just Christmas related checklists, I'm guessing. That's right. That's right. So this kind of flows on for those things that we were just talking about, which is there's a lot of things that you can do preparation wise for the next school year, like new school uniforms, new shoes, 
and I like to sort of budget in a day, usually at the beginning of the year. So for us here in Australia, you know, with our, our school year starting in February, I usually say January is the time when I'm going to buy the new uniforms and the new shoes to make sure that I'm maximizing the right sizing and haircuts, those school supplies, making sure that you've got all them boxed up and ready to go. So we're getting organized basically. Getting organized, just knowing what it is that you need to have ready and making sure that you've written it all down so you kind of don't get surprised. Mm-hmm. Good. I like this organization. Yeah, <laughs> that will suit you. <laughs> and lastly, number seven, my favorite, is have a day off. Here, talking about when the school holidays finish and it's back to school. So what I like to say is after the craziness of school holidays, don't just go straight back into your routine of being back to normal work or whatever it might be. Think about taking a day out for you that's just, it's only a school hours day. So, you know, don't get too excited. But at least least it's a day where you say, ah, you know, the kids are back at school. I managed to get all of that organized. I got it all done. Now there's time for me to at least take five hours where I don't think about anything to do with the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's taking a break from before. We just don't have to worry about childcare because kids are back at school. Yeah. Hopefully all the kids are at school and you don't have yeah. more left at home. <laughs> yeah. You need to have a break during the school holidays, but I particularly recommend that you have one when they finish. What do you do on your day off when the school goes back? I'd probably like to have lunch with someone. So probably another mum who's also celebrating back to school. <laughs> Or I would just do nothing and I would just, you know, find someone nice to sit down and read a book. Yeah, sounds lovely. Yeah, that would be me. Perfect. So that's our seven tips for juggling the school holidays and feeling like you have got it all together. And I suppose at this time of year with Christmas, there's a few other things that you might want to think about as well. I guess so. We probably shouldn't forget Christmas. We might not be forgiven for that. <laughs> well, given I normally forget it until Christmas Eve. And I'm that doesn't surprise rushing. me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Kmart. <laughs> 24-hour Kmart. Yay. But no, there are. Christmas also comes with the added, I was going to say problem, but that's not necessarily very nice, but the added issue of all the events that you either have to attend or are invited to attend in the family and, you know, meeting all the expectations of all these people who want to see you and give your kids stuff yes. you don't want. Yes. For me. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is an extra, not only the length of the holidays at this time of year, but just all the other stuff that's going on as well. Yeah. December's not a great time to try to plan anything much because you've already got so many things that are planned. And as you say, you've also got the added thing that your kids are with you. So you don't have the ability to just easily get to all those different things. But we're going to share a few more tips, right, about preparing for Christmas. We are going to share our views about Christmas. Yeah. And that will be closer to Christmas. So stay tuned and listen up for that. Mm-hmm. So go out there, print yourself a school holiday calendar, get some nice coloured pens and start planning how your school holidays are going to work for you and your family. And if you do this, send us a picture. Let us mm. know what fun things you have planned. Yeah, absolutely. We'd always, I, well, I always love to hear ideas that other parents have for great school holiday activities. Yeah. So whether it's something in the house or an outing, definitely send them our way. And show us your calendars. I want to see them. Especially if they're pretty and use lots of nice colours because mine is not that. So I like <laughs> other people's. Mine's just scribble. 
usually with lots of bits crossed out. Anyway. We will encourage everyone to do that in our Facebook group. So if you want to join that, then you can go along to our website and find the link there. So it's www.thejuggle.com.au. We will see you next time. Happy juggling. Bye.